Welcome to the Your First Rental Podcast, episode 20. We are talking with longtime guest, Edub. Edub is a an insurance agent and salesperson for a major company that sells life insurance products. And that is what we are going to talk about today because life insurance, the cash value, the accumulated value is what I have used to get into the real estate world. I'm a huge fan. I'm a big believer. I'm a true believer. And I think other people should be too. I think if you're a doctor out there listening to this, if you don't have a whole life policy, I think that's not the way to go. I know White Coat Investor will disagree with me. But let's get he, into why it. Does, why does he disagree? What's uh, what's because reason? I think the the return. Yeah. So well, let let's talk about insurance because it's mm-hmm. so valuable. Mm-hmm. Our listeners, I mean, it's not we're not talking about real estate per se right now, but, but uh, it will connect. You can it does connect. It's also part of financial literacy. It's part of what we do here. So life insurance. Yeah. You got term. Mm-hmm and whole. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about each? And then there are places where term is good, correct? I mean, you have a term policy. Yeah, I have term policies. Yeah. And I have, I used to have term policies and Mm -hmm. then you can convert, you can convert them over. Okay. But so kind of tell us, give us your little, little spiel about life insurance. Yeah. So, so yeah, glad to be back on the podcast. Um, real estate has been a passion of mine and, and, and what I'm doing now, um, being a life insurance agent, advisor, whatever you want to call it, um, it really goes hand in hand, I think, with the two. And here's why. Because at its most basic level, term life insurance is like renting a house. Whole life insurance is like owning a house. And and I think that has been one of the greatest metaphors to explain the two. Just like you said a second ago, term is great for, for certain opportunities. And, and so is renting a home. There's nothing wrong with renting a home. If nobody rented a home, you and I wouldn't have tenants in our yeah, house. Yeah, right? I rented and you know, apartments for yeah, years. Exactly, exactly. Renting is, is important for a season of life. But if you rent for your whole life, then that is opportunities that you've missed to build equity that could benefit you in the long run, right? And we know mm-hmm. that. That's why we get into uh, the real estate game, uh, you know, overall is because we want to have ownership in homes. We don't want to just be renting our whole life. And so, right. um, whenever it comes to renting your coverage, that's what we would call a term life insurance policy. Very cheap, yeah. uh, very affordable. Is it cheap though? I mean, it depends on, depends on who you are and when you get it. Right. So yeah. a term life insurance policy, uh, you know, a million bucks may cost you 50 bucks. Right. Um, so would you recommend it to listeners out there and hopefully it's high school, college age kids, mm-hmm. maybe you're in residency, you should try to get your term as young and healthy as possible. You should try to get some coverage in place as yeah, young and healthy as can possible. Can you quote unquote lock it in? Is y- that a thing? Yes, you can. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Because what happens is, is if you get if you get coverage as um, you know, let's just say you're a 20 year old male or mm-hmm. uh, you know maybe in residency like you'd mentioned, and, and yeah. somebody somebody wants to apply for coverage, they get their coverage, they lock it in at a premier rating, and then the next year, they for some reason come down with some hereditary disease that runs yeah. in their family. They can't. The, the, uh, the insurance company you? cannot come back and say, hey, we are going to change your coverage now. Okay. No, but you they can say new policies that you buy will take into account the correct, fact that you Correct, correct. But that's where buying a bunch of term is beneficial. As <laughs> Early as on as in as life. Because then you can convert convert it over to the whole life rate to the whole life at the same health rating that you Okay, so not so even talking about conversion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're single, do you need life insurance? I always yeah, said you, you don't. But you're saying you should get it even if you're single, because you can yeah. lock it in. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is that as an individual, we are, 
I mean, unless you're just a total procrastinator and you have no mm-hmm. intentions of having any sort of, you know, bettering of your life. Yeah, or we, dependence. We, yeah, exactly. Wife, we, we, we don't get life insurance for what we have today. We have it for what we're going to have tomorrow. Okay. And that's where if you're young and healthy, you might as well get something in place. Like you're 19? Yeah. Even, uh, yeah. Do, I mean, do you even have a ballpark of, hey, I'm 19 years old. I'm happy. I'm healthy. Yeah. What could I get a million, a million dollars? Yeah, I mean, something around like 50 bucks a month is what I would feel comfortable saying. Okay. I mean, so you're I, a college you know, I don't know, this kid, is not, one of your yeah, expenses is going to be yeah. 50 bucks a month for term life. Yeah, something along those lines. And, and this is certainly not any sort of actual quote or anything like that. The point, okay. the point being it's just is, cheap. yeah, yeah, it's, it's very cheap. cheap. It's cheap, but but it's like that for a reason. You have no ownership. You only either use it or you lose it. So you it only ever becomes active when you die, right? And yeah. that policy, um, let me run a stat just real quick before we hop into any sort of discussions about term versus whole. And I hate that even this discussion of term versus whole because yeah. it's not mutually exclusive. Yeah. I have both. The Whenever it comes to policies and it comes to payouts, um, how many – JP, if you had to guess a percentage, and maybe you've heard this number before, so if you have, um, just play along. But what percentage – of death claims that were paid out last year do you believe were term just a percentage what what policy uh, i have no idea and i don't know the answer but i think it'd be very low yeah just guess uh 10 less five less two correct two percent of 98 percent of all life insurance claims are whole life insurance and Ugh. so the, the best phrase I've heard on this front is the best life insurance claim, the best life insurance policy is the one that's in place when you die. Okay. And a majority of term life insurance policies are actually lapsed before they ever uh, yeah. are Because you don't have activated. dependents anymore or whatever. Yeah, you know? the, maybe you're empty nesters yeah. or the policy gets too expensive or yeah. um, some people will, some insurance agencies, I never recommend this, but they will sell like a, a T20, which means it's a policy yeah. that's only active for 20 years. Yeah. And so at the end of that 20 years, you have to reprove your health rating. Well, in that 20-year period, uh, yeah, somebody could get di- be pre-diabetic. Yeah, they could, you know, whatever. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're telling me I can buy a, if I'm 18, buy a policy that's, that covers me for 30 years and they'll never Longer. change the amount. Well, they will. The so, so a term policy, and if, if you can imagine a whiteboard, it's it's an ever-increasing amount. It's a line that goes oh, so the up. Premiums so will go premiums up. do go up on a term policy. Like That's okay. the reason why somebody would do a, a permanent policy is because uh-huh. the, the, the premiums never go up. They stay the same over time okay. versus a term is, uh, is an escalating amount that goes continually up and up. And so the older you get, that's what I'm saying. Like oh, if somebody's okay. 78 years old, yeah. that policy is going to expire at age 80 anyways. Mm-hmm. If they're paying, you know, $500 a month for the term policy now at age 80, 78, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. They just lapse it. So they never see any benefit from all the money they paid in for those years. Okay. But the benefit is they can't jack up your rate because of your health condition. Correct. They, they just can't do jack it over up. A t- they do it because of time. Do it over time, yeah. And that's in the ledgers that are presented to okay, people. Okay, so if you're, a col- if you're a kid out there in college, you're single, you think, why do I need health in- or life insurance? One of the yep. things is, well, you're locking in a good rate. Correct. But but. So when you do have dependents, you've got a good yeah. policy. But it's not even – the health part is, for, for the insurance purposes, is really important. But I would say also that somebody that's young and is doing you know somewhat decent for themselves needs to lock in life insurance because – it's going to help them so much with their cash accumulation value because the accumulation of a life insurance policy is is dictated in a lot of ways by the health rating of the individual. 
And now yeah. we're talking whole life. Yeah, now we're talking whole life. Okay, so I think the term, we, we get it. You're yeah, yeah. kind of renting you it, use it yeah. in case it's you like, die. It's like car insurance. And either use it or you're only going to use it 2% of the time. Yeah. Okay, it'll lapse when you die. You're not going to get any benefit. But yeah. you paid premiums all those years. You should try to get it when you're young and healthy, mm-hmm. even if you don't have dependents. Yep. No one's going to care if you die uh, because it locks you in at a certain level. Mm-hmm. And that amount will go up over time, but only as a, as a factor of time. Yep. Because you're getting closer to death. Okay, now let's talk whole where you get to accumulate some value. Yeah, so to frame it back to what I was saying earlier, with term, you're essentially renting your coverage. With whole, you now begin to have ownership. And the best way I've, I've come to describe this is some, similar to a mortgage, right? So if you lay down, if you get your mortgage, mm-hmm. um, with whole life, there is no down payment, but let's just say that you're, you know, you're in your agreement with your yeah. mortgage after your down payment. Well, a portion of, in the beginning years of, of a, especially if you're doing like an FHA 3.5% down mortgage, mm-hmm. most people don't understand that a lot of their monthly oh. payment is going towards PMI primary mortgage insurance. Oh yeah. So it doesn't, very, very little of it goes towards your equity of your home. In the beginning years of a whole life policy, very little of it goes to the cash value. And that is um, maybe a, people would see that as a downside, right? But nobody's out out here screaming that it's better to rent a house than own a house. Yeah. Right. So you just pay, are you paying your premiums up front? Is that what you're doing when you're making that when a lot of it's going not going to cash value, and, and somewhat. So what it is 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 essentially in those first couple of years, um, that amount of money is kind of held in escrow for you, um, and it's slowly released over time. And so certainly in the first several years, there is money that goes towards expenses of the policy. Make no mistake about yeah, it. The yeah, cost there of is, insurance. Yeah, the cost of insurance, and that's why it takes longer for the policy to grow that cash value to accumulate if you're an unhealthy person because they're holding more money back for insurance expenses. Because you're more likely oh. to die. Okay, right? so these po- these but whole life policies are different. They, they they're different also for every are based person. Upon health. Yeah, yeah. Every person's is different. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So if you have a tobacco, you know, very Skydiver. yeah, oh. very oh. very risky health rating, you know, then then your policy is going to look a lot different than an 18 year old that's physically fit, non tobacco. Oh, know? okay. Because I got my first one when I was in my early 20s. Yeah. So yours is probably performs healthy. very great. Okay. And so. What happens is, and very similarly to after your mortgage payment, you get rid of your PMI and, and you get several years mm-hmm. in in the amortization. Over time, you are contributing more and more money towards your actual equity of your home. Right. Right. The cash value. Yeah. Of the and insurance. so the, the, with this, uh, the cash value of a whole life insurance policy, just to be very clear with terms here for maybe people who've never been exposed to it. What we're saying is that there is a portion of the policy that you have access to while you're still alive called cash value or accumulated value would be the, the specific term for it. And even it. from day and one, you're getting some cash value. Some cash it's value. not yeah. very much. Not very much, no. Okay. No, but you are getting some cash value so over, the over time. the company will put it in escrow. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah that, that's the way I use it because that's what, you know, that's a mortgage term, right? And so um, long story short, um, over time, that cash so what happens is that typically the dividend for a whole life insurance policy is around five percent right the best the best ones there's really only two companies i would recommend uh, that somebody goes with on that front and and their their number is going to be around that number right but if you look at a ledger of a whole life insurance policy from one of those two companies the, as you get into years 15 20 mm-hmm. your cash value grows by more than five percent well, why does it grow by more than 5%? Because you're getting the dividend plus 
some of that money that's being held on the sidelines by the insurance company mm-hmm. is being released to you for you to be able to use. And so as you look at a whole life insurance policy, as somebody gets to be really old, you know, let's just say closer to age, you know, 80, the amount of money they have in insurance versus cash value, it's not that much different. There's really only usually a, a, a marginal difference between the two numbers. Yeah, because at, at your death, yeah, they're going to give you the benefit. Yeah, they're going to give you a cash value. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so it's all just actuarial stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're just um, assert, they're, they're 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 calculating risk. Yeah, but at least you're getting something. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing about this is this money grows. It's taxed every year by the government. You have to send stuff to your accountant. Mm-hmm. Get 1099s. Get a not at all. So there is no taxation on the growth of a cash value policy. And back to what the episode I was saying earlier, um, you know, where I was talking to my agent back whenever I decided to invest in whole life, that was the biggest thing for me. There are a couple places in the world, in the U.S. tax code, where you can direct money that is never taxed again. Okay. There's Roth IRA, right? We all know yep. about. We all know about that. It's great. Love great the Roth, vehicle, right? Equity in your home is another place that you will not get taxed on again, because uh, as that appreciates the equity in the home, even when you go to sell, you're not going to get hit with any capital gain, gains or investment tax on that. And then life insurance, tax code seven seven zero two A, a really amazing sanctioned IRS vehicle where the cash value inside of the policy can grow um, steady over time, usually at about that five percent rate. And the great thing about it, JP, is that if somebody is looking, here's a couple things. So if somebody's looking at this as a long-term vehicle that they're just going to put money away in and they're never going to utilize it, and it's really not, I don't want to say it's not a great vehicle, but there are certainly some better options, right? If somebody's just going to put money away and never touch it again, Mm -hmm. they might look at something that gets a better rate of return, right? But if you're looking for something that's going to give you a great rate of return, safe and secure guaranteed and you want to be able to access that money tax free tax free there's there's no other no other vehicle on earth like it and so there's multiple ways you can access it. you can get distributions you can uh, loan against the policy as collateral you can use it as you can even take an internal policy loan um, which is which is an option as well there's multiple options and ways at which you can get the money out of the policy tax free but this is where we can wrap it around to the real estate. This is an avenue in which somebody can take their cash value from their policy and they can use it uh, to the same way that you would take a HELOC against your home Mm -hmm. equity. Mm -hmm. You can take the money out of your life insurance policy and you can utilize it um, for, for deals to either purchase or fund rehabs or whatever. Um, and the whole time that you're utilizing that money that you, you took your life insurance policy and you collateralized it on a loan, that money is still growing inside of that policy. So it's a continuous growth, and uh, it's a really beautiful thing. Yeah, and I, I just want to go back to one thing you said earlier, the three things that never get taxed, uh, the Roth, the equity in your home. Is it all the equity in your primary residence you don't get taxed on the capital gain? Or is it t- to a certain amount? It's only on the growth. Uh, it's only on, on oh, okay. anything that you that you grow. Nice. My, my. Um, what yeah. I will say is this: I, every every year, I have to send um, my accountant the Roth, the IRA, mm-hmm. you know, the the tax forms, the uh, and even the four hundred one k stuff. Uh, when I had a mortgage, I you know the 
taxes I paid mm-hmm. or the interest I paid yeah. on that. Has, my accountant doesn't even know I have a life insurance policy. Yeah. Because there are no forms None. to send. None. But I have a lot of money in there just growing tax-free mm-hmm. every year that my accountant you never has sharing? to know. She never has to know about. Yeah. Yeah. So do you mind sharing some of your experience on how you've utilized it for, for some of your, your properties? Yeah. So the, what I've done is what you just said is uh, I have a whole lot of cash value sitting there. I can go to a bank and they will give me 95% of the cash value. No questions asked. No credit. No credit checks. You know, if I, if I went to a bank and said, hey, give me um, 95, you know, give me X amount of dollars, yeah. they would want to know everything about my life. Yeah. Credit checks, this and that. What's your dog's and then they name? Would, and then they would say, oh, we can't, can't do that. Yeah. And they don't want to do that. Um, with life insurance, they know that you're good for it. Because you're going to die. Because you will die at some point. Yeah. Or and that this cash value, or they could just take your cash value yep. for cash. Yeah. And so no questions asked, and they will give you ninety five percent of cash value. And then I, I have just taken that to make down payments on properties. Mm-hmm. And if you can get a good deal, it, it for one it helps you get a deal because when you're a wholesaler you're and you're a buyer and you say, hey, I'll have the cash to you today, that is very attractive to a seller. And they might have 20 different offers. Well, this one has a contingency. This one is trying to drum up some money from grandma to pay. The, this one is working with bank XYZ. And and then there's the guy, hey, I'll pay you cash today. Yeah. Uh, you can acquire the property. Then you can go get a you know, conventional loan. And if you've done it where the, the appraisal comes in higher than what you bought it for, then you can actually get it all financed through the bank without making a down payment. Mm-hmm. Take the money back, and I just pay back the the loan that I have on mm-hmm. the policy. The other thing you can do is you can take a loan on the cash value and buy more life insurance. Yeah, and th- that's a whole other story. That and then you're just kind of doing the again the arbitrage between borrowing mm-hmm. borrowing it at three percent, getting a five percent return from your life insur- from the policy that you bought. Yep, and you're getting a three percent spread mm-hmm. it's actually more than that because you can tell the government hey i took out a loan you deduct you know, the, interest. The, the interest yeah and, and you know when your tax rate's 50 percent that so there's it's just m- moving money signing papers mm-hmm. so then you're getting let's say you're getting your five percent from your ho- whole life then you're getting the little two percent spread mm-hmm. you're getting seven percent yeah no stress your accountant doesn't even know about it um and there's no volatility yep like you know this is yeah. going to happen every year. Now, could there be a year where one of the two companies doesn't get that return? Yeah, I guess if space aliens came down and blew up. But then again, Even bigger if, problems. If that yeah. if that happened, then your problem is not. Yeah. Where's my? Yeah, money? these are companies with billion dollar portfolios. I mean, yeah. I mean, if they if they produce a negative return, then we've got bigger problems in the yeah, economy. Yeah, something bad has happened in yeah. the universe. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're you know paying your whatever bill, your visa bill or whatever, mm-hmm. it's not really a problem because something yeah. terrible has happened to planet Earth mm-hmm. and you've got bigger things to, mm-hmm. to worry about. Yeah. Um, so that that's why I like it. I, I do like, okay, so let's say, oh, this thing sounds so great. Mm-hmm. Well, let me just buy as much life insurance. There is a limit to how much you can 
purchase. Yeah, there's a correct? limit to how much how much you can get approved for. I mean, you you know, you're only going to you're only going to get approved for so much according to your health rating and your age and and there's also fiduciary responsibility as well. Um, right that that there's a limit as well. Like I mean, if somebody was 23 years old and yeah. wanted to put $5,000 a month into it, it's like, "All right, buckaroo, let's, you know, let's pump the brakes a bit." Yeah. You know, let me, let me, let's walk through a budget. Let's walk yeah. through, you know, what does your life look like, your debt situation, you know, all this kind of stuff, you know, and then, and then we can determine appropriate amount. I mean, and the, and the IRS limits it, correct? Because this is so good mm-hmm. and so efficient mm-hmm. and such a good thing. There's no limits on contribution. There's no limits on how much you can contribute per year. I mean, you can contribute however much to whole can, life. Yeah. To, yeah. You can, wouldn't contrib- you mech? That's if so that there is IRS so MEC is a, a modified endowment contract mm-hmm. yeah and and they will there is a certain amount that it's basically in the way the policy is created right so there's 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 certain things called additional premiums there's certain ways in which you can stuff cash value into the policy yeah. over overfund over oh, okay. you can overfund the policy yes in that instance there would be so if somebody yeah. came to me and said hey. I want to put a hundred thousand dollars in a life insurance policy, mm-hmm. but I only want my monthly payments to be. I want to put a I want a down payment of a hundred grand, and then I want my monthly payments to be three hundred bucks a month. That's not going to fly. That's a that's a mech from day one. A modified yeah. endowment contract. Yeah. And so there's ways in which we can work uh, the policy to make there's it. There's ways you can it's stuff it with after tax money. Yeah, without without having with a, a mech, and, and it's but, still being a life insurance. Yeah, but if somebody just policy. wants to do no da- no initial dump. Put as much as they want. I mean, there's there's companies okay. Wells Wells Fargo, Walmart. I mean, they put millions of dollars uh, yeah. a, a year into life insurance, and yeah. And that's another thing I when I was investigating. This, and so do your why banks. I like it. So do your banks, by the way. Oh, your banks are putting your money banks into putting yeah yeah b o b o l i bully. Look it up. Bank owned life insurance and Coley, corporate owned life insurance. So your banks, Wells Fargo, Chase, mm-hmm. Bank of America, they take your money. They put it into life insurance and other assets where they're generating five to ten percent returns, and then they're giving you less than one percent of your bank account. Merry yeah. Christmas. And because <laughs> these investments are so, they're so secure. Yeah. That, that they're always going to happen. Yeah. I mean, like we said before, yeah. Could space aliens come? Yeah. But e- the banks think that the, it's such a secure investment that they're doing it. Yeah. And then. And they're investing in it, and then the, and the government said you can't overstuff this. Yeah, we're going to limit that. Mm-hmm. And I always like to do things where the government says, oh, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You can't do that. It's yeah. too good." Yeah, um, you know, we we want your money. We're not going yeah. to do it that much. So, yeah, I think if if you're out there and you're young, number one, I would get term life. I think that's a good mm-hmm. piece of advice. And then uh, if you're interested in the whole life uh, product, where you're kind of putting money away, you're not just renting your insurance, having it as a tax-efficient vehicle. Because you are putting after-tax money in there, Yep. and it's growing tax-free, but yep. then when you take it out, like we've said in past episodes, I think, mm-hmm. do you think tax rates in 2050 are going to be higher or lower? Yeah. I think they're going to be higher. Our debt, yeah. our and debt is and equal to you know our, our GDP yeah. at this point. And even if they're not... Would you rather pay a thirty-five percent marginal tax rate or a zero? Right. Yeah. Because I mean, when you're retired, hopefully you're paying much yeah. less than during your. And that's, yeah. I think, and that's another reason why I think doctors have to do this, is because when you're a physician and you're doing well, you're mm-hmm. probably in the hopefully in the tax top tax bracket. Great. Yeah. 
when you're retired, hopefully you're in a lower tax mm -hmm. bracket. Mm -hmm. And when we say pull it out tax-free, we mean the basis, mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. The money that you put in, you pull mm -hmm. that out tax-free. And then are you taxed on mm -hmm. it at some point once you've removed all your basis? Yeah, this is where I'll, I'll, I'll defer to, uh, you know, not a, not a CPA. And every policy is a, is a little bit different. But, yeah, there are circumstances where you can get into a tax taxable uh, event. Okay. So... And, and the way I see it is for, let's say, for 30 years, you mm -hmm. pull a little bit out tax. Well, I think yeah. probably my entire life I will not reach mm -hmm. that where I've pulled all the basis out. Yeah, and it wouldn't but be wise either, right? Because then you're, you're completely destroying any sort of uh, legacy that you leave behind to your family. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's like so why do you get in life insurance in the first place is to insure your death. Yeah, so if you pull I just want to take your, out the gains. Yeah, if you pull out all your cash value, then, you know, you're yeah. really. And yeah, and then by the time I'm 90 and just, like, sitting at, at home getting ready to die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I probably don't care about taxes at yeah. that point. Another, and speaking of that, like when you're 90 years old, like if you were 90, your term policy wouldn't be a thing anymore. But your yeah, because they wouldn't insure you still, probably. Yeah, no, because every term policy, contractually speaking, ends at age 80. Oh, you can't term yeah. yourself after age 80. No, yeah, it's done. Oh, okay. Done. Well, that's probably yeah. another reason why. Yeah, 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 yeah. So another another term for whole life is permanent life insurance, okay. and so that would be the umbrella that covers other products like. Index universal life, variable yeah, universal life. Which we don't life. have to get into. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I, well, I, learned, I just learned something today. Yeah. You so. cannot get term insurance after age 80. Yeah. Just it. Okay, that's probably another which reason why, why the people. Yeah. The 2%. Because people a lot of people are living a little bit longer nowadays. I mean, yeah. I think, that, yeah. I think the uh, average lifespan is probably 84, 85. Yeah. Or it was back when I was going through yeah. med school. So, mm -hmm. okay, lots of nuggets today. I, I think we could probably do more episodes on insurance. Yeah. Um, I know we're going to have Eda mm -hmm. back, so mm -hmm. we might even just, we'll have him back for multiple episodes. Um, this has been great. Yeah. The last thing I'd say on this is is that for somebody out there, maybe you run into people, and there might be people who are heavy on real estate right now, right? And they're, they're oh, Walker, that's great. 5% doesn't get me excited, right? Well, I'd say to that, I would say, okay, you know, I understand. Um, everything's a risk versus a return, right? With real estate, you can make a lot of money. You can make 50, you can make 100% return sometimes on crazy deals, right? And and I'm not trying to compete with that. Nobody that's in this life insurance space is. Yeah. What what I would say to the young person that's maybe gung-ho on real estate um, is one, the principle of diversification is something that the world's best Absolutely. investors have always held to. Yeah. Warren Buffett, um, you know, Charlie Munger, many, many others uh, talk about diversification not having all your eggs in one basket. So I certainly yeah. wouldn't have all your eggs in the real estate basket. I don't, and, and I never will. Um, but by diversifying into another asset, another avenue, you're, you have multiple streams of, yeah. of wealth generation. Absolutely. Um, I mean, people ask me, well, are you in the stock market? Of course I am. I love the stock market. Yeah. You know, but you could you can lose you sure a can. lot in NVIDIA stock. And you can lose a lot in real estate, too. Uh, yeah. I just talked to a guy the other day that had a $100,000 flip. Um or a, a, a flip go negative $100,000. Yeah. Or what if they decide to build a landfill next to your $250,000 Blue Springs house? Yeah. And it's now worth one twenty. Yeah. You're negative. Yeah. The whole life is never going to be negative. Exactly. So the risk is absolutely zero, but the return is is yeah. is a long-term. 5% is pretty good. And if you can tax-free leverage it, yeah, tax-free. I mean, what do, you, what, is, what do I have to earn? What does a 50% tax bracket have to earn to get 5%? Yeah. You know, you have to earn 10%. Mm -hmm. um, also, if you can leverage it and get more life insurance and get a little 2% mm -hmm. spread, uh, then it's 7%. So lots of good stuff.
Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the show. We will have E-Dub back, and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Peace.